about the Oliver Building Company's showroom floor in the process. They're almost finished, I believe, with their bigger and better, more impressive showroom floor. But I encourage you to follow them on social media so you can see what sort of work they do. You can see it in person in Ozark, the Woodcrest Development. You can go through there. Those are their homes, three to four bedroom. And then under... Uh, development currently at uh, Golden and Weaver in Springfield Woodvale uh, subdivision. And those uh, are in the process. So you can see how that process progresses. Three to five bedroom up to 3,100 square feet. Oller Building Company, O-L-L-E-R. Uh, there was a uh, Joe Biden interview with Jonathan Capehart of MSNBC. And there were a number of noteworthy takes from it that I'm beginning to think that this could be part of a plan to allow Democrats to pretend as if they are just beginning to notice that something's wrong with Joe Biden because they they can't come out and say, oh, yeah, you guys were right all along. I mean, if we're talking about how do we how do we dump Joe? How do we get rid of Joe? If even in fact, that is what the ultimate goal is. They're not going to come out and say, yeah, we've known it all along, but we just wanted power. Yeah, we didn't know it would be as bad as it was. But, uh, you know, now we're acknowledging it. So if you step up interviews, which it, it seems as if there are more of these interviews that are occurring, more of these sit-down conversations, the thing, they're bringing Joe out of the basement. Well, why would you do this in the lead-up to the midterms? And all signs are Republicans are going to control the House. They're saying it's a toss-up in the Senate, though momentum is on the side of Republicans. And at the same time, you have an increasing number of these interviews that are being done in which Joe Biden demonstrates what is just so clear and so obvious that there's something wrong with him. That this is not the person that you would want in charge of your child's school bus trip, let alone the country. So why why would they do that? Well, this, you know, I just begin to start noticing, uh, uh, yeah, you know, based on recent interviews, maybe it's, you know, now you and I were like, well, how can they pretend as if they haven't known? Because we all know, well, this is just what they do. I mean, they also pretend that they didn't call to defund the police, to close down schools to, for COVID. I mean, you know, they just one day to the next, they'll say anything. There were a number of moments, and we'll play audio coming up here after we get the latest news update, one in which it appears as if Joe Biden falls asleep in the middle of his answer. There are two components to the clip that are important. One is visual, and we'll get it up so you can see it on our social media, 1041 Nick Reed. But there's also an audible component to this, and that is the interviewer. You can hear him go, oh, like, play the audio. He's talking. He asked Joe Biden a question. Joe kind of, his eyes closed, and then it's like he's gone. And you can hear Capehart react to that audibly. 
And then it wakes Joe back up, and then he sort of tries to finish the answer. He's asked about his health, his age. He talks about his experience. He refers to Kamala Harris as a ramrod, which is, I, you know, hey. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then he also, in a separate setting, he was doing this sort of, uh, he's, they had the number of interviewers that are young people. One, a guy that pretends to be a girl. And he's, he's talking about issues regarding student loans and the, the forcing of taxpayers who did not agree to take out those student loans to, to pay for them. And in the reference, he notes the fact that he got it through, he got it passed with just one or two votes. I mean, the guy, the, there was no, this did not go through Congress. So you don't know if he, again, is just lying because he doesn't want people to... I think that he's confused, as usual, and that he's thinking of some past legislation from a long time ago. Latest news update. Polk County fire crews battled a large grass fire on Sunday afternoon. The fire started near Bolivar while a farmer was working in a field. Fire officials say it quickly spread to another field, but the fire was contained... Officials say that no buildings or homes were impacted and no one was injured. A small town in central Missouri is suffering great loss after a wildfire ripped through the area over the weekend. Woldridge, which is located west of Columbia near the Missouri River, was evacuated Saturday afternoon. Fire crews say that 23 buildings were destroyed. No one was injured, but one person was taken to the hospital for non-life-threatening injuries. Police are investigating a rollover crash in South Springfield. Officers responded to the crash, which involved two vehicles around 3.30 p.m. That was near James River Freeway in Campbell. One driver suffered minor injuries. Police say one driver pulling on to South Campbell clipped another SUV, which was traveling northbound. Officers are investigating shots fired in West Central Springfield. According to the Springfield Police Department, the call occurred at 8.15 p.m. on Sunday in the 1800 block of West Olive Street. Police say a neighbor heard the gunfire, then saw a black or dark-colored SUV speed off. Police say they found evidence that at least one shot was fired. There are no reports that anyone was injured, but investigators are still trying to determine what was hit. I'm Matt Moyer, Springfield's Talk, 104.1. And the first alert forecast, sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. Showers this afternoon, maybe even a little before that, high today of 73. Uh, showers, thunderstorms tonight, could get one to two additional inches, another inch possible tomorrow with a high of 48, and then sunny on Wednesday, a high of 63. Have you heard or seen any of this interview? No, but I'm pretty excited about it. Now, as I mentioned, this first clip I'll play, and then we'll get traffic, and then we'll continue on with a number of the other clips. The the visuals of it are also, uh, it gives you a greater sense. Sometimes the audio does it. Sometimes the video does it. Sometimes it's a marriage of the two, and I'd say that this is an example of that. But you can hear the audible... Because he's asking them if running for re-election and what's Jill think. And this MSNBC reporter by the name of Jonathan Capehart, um, you can hear him audibly react to the fact that it looks like Biden fell asleep. And that wakes Biden back up. I have not made that formal decision, but it's my intention. My intention to run again. And we have time to make that decision. Uh, Dr. Biden is for it. Mr. President. Oh, Dr. Biden thinks that uh, my wife thinks that uh, 
that I uh, that that were that were doing something very important. He forgot what he was talking about. I you could hear he's like Mr. President. Oh, like uh oh, he fell asleep. I. Every time I think that the, it can't get any worse, and it manages to. It's clear that even this interview, but the part of it that's painful, intellectually, is that it's they just move on, and then and I'll play some audio coming up. So how you know your health? Uh, and just everybody pretend like everything's perfectly normal, everything's perfectly fine. Traffic update now. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. I love simple. Floors Plus, Nick's in Springfield. The process is simple. You pick out your flooring, they'll come measure, give you a price, schedule, and install date. Bam! It is as simple as that. Well, if you want to make it more complicated, you can certainly. We did a little bit of back and forth, but the nice thing was having the actually we did the measuring. Then, based off of that, went and we were able to get an idea of what the cost was going to be. There's no hidden cost. It's not oh well. We, now that didn't include this, and that didn't include that. That's going to be another dollar and a quarter per square foot. They're very transparent about it. They don't they don't have any need to mess around with you, and they don't try to upsell you. Floors plus Nixa, Floors plus Springfield under Nix endorsements. KSGF.com. Biden on Friday, I think this was Friday, there, he did an interview with uh, Jonathan K. Part of MSNBC. And the first one, I'm going to replay this first one uh, here where he is asked about running for reelection. Then he asked about Dr. Jill. Of course, Dr., what does she think? And at that point, it appears the president's falling asleep. So K. Part says, Mr. President. And then he like, sees it sort of nodding and off and he goes, oh. Like the, the reporter, like, yeah, oh, my gosh, you're falling asleep. And that wakes him up. And then he sort of kind of wanders through the rest of the answer. I have not made that formal decision, but it's my intention, my intention to run again. And we have time to make that decision. Uh, Dr. Biden is for it. Mr. President. Oh, Dr. Biden thinks that uh, my wife thinks that. Uh, that I. Uh, that, that, we're, that we're doing something very important. Uh, he obviously forgot what the question was there. You know, I actually don't know that he was dozing off as much as just, uh, what would you call it, where you just, you, you, you go out. The, listen, we've all, most of us, I shouldn't say we all, many of us have seen this happen with loved ones. When you go to ver- visit them in the nursing home or, you know, wherever it may be, and they just phase out. You'll be talking to them, and then they get this look in their eye where they've, they're gone. And I, I think that's what happened there more than him actually falling asleep. I think he just phased out. And uh, that's when you hear uh, K-Part say, you know, Mr. President, nope. And you, ha- yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the visuals on this are yeah. very important because it almost looks like his eye droops in yeah. the middle of this. And he just, like... I don't know, he, like, snaps and he gets, like, this lost look. Like, he just realizes, like, he was in a trance where he doesn't realize where he was at. And I know, because it's uncomfortable to watch, though we are getting more accustomed to it. And it would be uncomfortable to say, but in all reality, a reporter in that instance should say, you know, Mr. President, like, what we saw just right here, it appeared as if you, you tuned out. And a lot of people 
have questioned, a lot of Republicans in particular, your mental acuity. They, they, they cite the fact that you seem to be there one minute and, and you know, not there the next and, and, you know, trying to be objective here. But what just occurred is the sort of thing that does make people wonder. And of course, they don't. They pretend like it's perfectly normal. And you ask a good question during the break. You it, it, you were like, "What is it?" Because you okay, you get to interview the president of the United States, Jonathan K. Party's not some big shot. I've never even heard of this guy. I don't watch MSNBC, but anybody on MSNBC interviewing the president, I'm sure you know that's sort of a a peak thing, right? That's oh, I got to interview the president. But then after something like this. What do you talk to your colleagues about? What Because you'd think, oh, what was it like? And are, are you honest? Do you lie to yourself? Or are you like, well, you saw it. I mean, it's really uncomfortable. Or do you internally, do these people in the bubble, in the left bubble, while they pretend towards us that they think everything is normal, are they acknowledging to one another like, man, that was pretty brutal. That That was there were a lot of real bad moments there. What were you thinking? You know, I mean, what were you p- sort of panicking? Were you think? Uh, I, I I don't know what those conversations are like, but that is an interesting question. I'd love to know uh, how how all that plays out. He's asked about uh, his health. Right now, knock on wood, I don't want to jinx myself. Um, you know, I'm in good health. All of my everything physically about me still functioning well (laughs) so you know and mentally too so (laughs) and of course that leads into a question about his age so let's say trump doesn't run again convince on gloria that she should stick with you well i think and gloria should take a look i i think it's a legitimate thing to be concerned about anyone's age including mine i think that's totally legitimate but i think the best way to make the judgment is to uh to, you know, watch me. You know, am I slowing up? Am I don't have the same pace? And, or, you know, uh, and that old joke, you know, uh, um, everybody talks about the, you know, the new 70s, 50s, and all that stuff. You know, I, you know, it could be, I, I'm a great respecter of fate. I could get a disease tomorrow. I could, you know, drop dead tomorrow. But I, you know, in terms of my energy level, in terms of how much I'm able to do, I think people should look and say, is he, does he still have the same passion for what he's doing? And if they think I do and I can do it, then that's fine. If they don't, then they should vote against me. Not against me, should encourage me not to go. But that's not how I feel. I can't even say the age I'm going to be. I can't even <laughs> get it out of my mouth. That's, by the way, another visually uncomfortable moment because he grabs him by his shoulders and pulls him in close to his face. These, I, in my mind, these are responses from your parent, your grandparent, when you, the family has decided we have to have a conversation with them. We've got to take their keys away from them. We have to explain to them, listen, we know that you think everything's fine. We understand, but this is you went through this with your parents or your grandparents, but th- this is what we have to do. We have to have this conversation. We know that it's a loss of independence. We know that it is an unfortunate acknowledgement that, that we're asking you to make that you are not all there. That's a very hard thing to do. And when I hear the, him ask questions uh, about his health and his age, I, it just these, these, some of these responses in my mind are the response that you get from that person who doesn't want to let go of their car keys. 
Now, definitely in the category of delusion, if there's one thing Biden is known for, even amongst his allies, is being wrong quite often. Former uh, Secretary of Defense during the Obama administration in his book, Robert Gates, wrote about how as much as he liked Joe Biden, thought he was a nice guy, swell guy, claimed that they're in, he, personally, I, I don't know how you couldn't like the guy. He said when it came to decisions, specifically foreign policy-wise, he's never been right on anything. He's always wrong. But when it comes to his experience, Biden apparently differs in opinion. I'm going to say something I probably should consider not saying. Oh, say it. Is that um, uh, I have more substantive experience on the issues facing the country, both in foreign policy and domestic policy, than any president ever. So you couple that with Nancy Pelosi, who just last week declared that that there hasn't been any president in generations that has been as successful for the country as Joe Biden. Joe Biden declaring, although he said he probably shouldn't say it, has more experience domestically and foreign policy-wise than any other. We are so lucky. There's an interesting uh, piece I'm going to share with you here in a bit, and it is it, it's uh, a position that I've been taking for a very long time, and that is the Democrats out there bragging about all they done uh, they've done that that is turning people away from them, and I think that this is just more of it. If you're an average American and you see how poorly things are going, and the the Speaker of the House is telling you no, this is the most wonderful it's ever been. Saw what happened in Afghanistan. We see what's happened happening domestically. And Biden is out there saying that there is no one who's been better equipped when it comes to these issues than him as president of the United States. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to say, man, this was a lot messier than we thought. We've made some mistakes, but, we're, you know, we, we are always adjusting we're always, you know, okay, we did this. Here was the outcome. It wasn't what we wanted. So we're pivoting, and it's taken a little longer than we had hoped, but just bear with us because you'll get a little bit of forgiveness for that. But when you're out there telling people everything's wonderful, it's the best it's ever been. Coming up, he's asked about Kamala Harris. He refers to her as a ramrod. And then also his comments on student loans in which he apparently thinks that that was something that went through um, – the legislative branch and passed by a couple of votes or so. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Hear about it. Hear about I, I know it. I'm beating a dead horse here. Talk about it. Talk about but it. the hypocrisy and the double standards kind of unreal. On Springfield's Talk 1041. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Joe Biden doing an interview with Jonathan Capehart of MSNBC, and he was asked about Kamala Harris and how is she doing, which is so, let me preface this by saying the whole question is odd itself. It's almost as if we haven't had the opportunity to see how she's doing. He asked the question as if this is a, a 
hey, we're friends that uh, haven't talked in a while. And last time we spoke, your daughter had got accepted uh, to college, and it's been a couple of years. So how, how is she doing? That, that's how the question is asked. It's just odd. And then, of course, we get Biden's response. The vice president of the United States, yeah. Vice President Harris. How's she doing? You're almost two years in. How's she doing? She's doing great. She is a, uh, first of all, she's smart as hell. She has, she has a backbone like a ramrod, and she has enormous integrity. And, uh, but if you take a look out there, there isn't any public figure that is, you know, oh. 60% favorable ratings. I mean, you know, most of the, and, but she is doing a great job and she is, and she is really, really thoroughly informed and, and particularly on areas of foreign policy and national security issues. And so I find her to be extremely, extremely uh, well-qualified and a great asset. We have lunch once a week, and, and she is in, she, there's nothing that she is cut off from. Yeah, we have lunch once a week. The only thing that's getting cut is his food. I bet she cuts it up into tiny pieces for him. She's brilliant when it comes to foreign policy. Why would you say things that are laughable? That's the deal. Again, the proper answer is along the lines of, you know, it has been a rough couple of years and she has just really gotten in there no matter how difficult the task and she does not give up she keeps fighting on these things but instead to come out and say oh there's never been anyone more brilliant when it comes to these things that I've ever come what we're going to get a traffic update and then I do want to share it was a separate setting and it's just a quick bite where he is talking about his executive move on the the student loan situation uh in his mind apparently this was some legislation that went through congress because he talks about how many votes it passed by passed by no votes there were no votes on it uh, whatsoever and then this uh biden's talking about accomplishments as democrats quote worst performing message according to a pollster so the worst thing that they can talk about is what they're talking about And that is how wonderful they're doing. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. We can expect to see showers, thunderstorms today, high near 73. More tonight, an additional one to two inches possible with an additional inch tomorrow. So some much needed rain. Then sunshine Wednesday, high of... 63. Sarah Myers. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you mentioned that we're going to have a lot of rain this week. Oh, I bet I know where you're yes, going. Yes, you do. Well, I got my rain boots on. I got my rain poncho in the office. And I got my roof inspection done with the Pyramid Roofing Company. So I would say that I am all ready for the rain. Now, if you are not ready when it comes to roofing and um, you think, I hope it doesn't rain inside my home whenever we do get this rain i highly recommend my friends over at the pyramid roofing company they can come out give you a free estimate get on your roof do an inspection for you and see if you need maybe a uh, roof repair or maybe you need a whole new roof either way the pyramid roofing company they have got you covered 
Um, you can find all the contact information for Josh and the Pyramid Roofing Company. They're fantastic people. I highly recommend them. You can find all of that info for them at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. Saw Tom Martz on uh, 104.1 Nick Reed in the Facebook comment section. Yes, noted that. that uh, yeah, at least he knew who, who Dr. Jill Biden was. <laughs> Yeah, you could see him be on, what does my doctor have to do with whether I run again? Oh, I posted that visual mm, okay. on your Facebook page. Where he, where he zones out. Yeah, so you can, goes you away. can watch that. Uh, Mr. President. <laughs> it's so scary. I, I, I am interested in how it plays out. Just Is this going to be a deal where so I, I, some of it, it almost sounds funny to talk about. But I mean this in all seriousness. There's a good chance he does think everything's going swimmingly well. That he has people around him that are are just telling him everything's great. It, like Saddam Hussein when Baghdad was falling and everything was collapsing. Yet, you know, he was being told, no, we're doing great. We're keeping the... The allies at bay, the Americans, they haven't breached the border. And this is something that we would learn after the fact that and he was just so shocked when things went badly because he was being lied to the whole time. And he thought everything was was going swimmingly well uh, if if that's not what's going on with Joe Biden. Now, of course, back during that period of time with Saddam Hussein, you didn't have the Internet access situation going on to where you could easily discover that you were being lied to. But Joe Biden doesn't, you know, I mean... He's not online. He's not. You know, he's down there. He's in the you know Oval Office, just clicking through news stories. He gets briefed. He gets told. And so, if he is being told everything's wonderful, it will make it more difficult to tell him you need to not run again. I mean, if he says why, what what do you say to him? I I mean. You could have a situation where he just refuses not think about these scenarios in um in a a a, a setting that we're more familiar with. And you have somebody who has been led to believe that they're fine when they're not. They do tend to display angry outbursts when they're challenged. And let's say you're visiting that loved one in a home and, or you're you're telling him you have to get to it, and we, you have to go there, and they physically try to you know fight you. I mean, these are very sad interactions that do oftentimes occur. Well, what if think about what if Biden's like, I'm going to run. I don't care what anyone says. And there and and, and you know and he, well, you're not well. His okay, so Doctor Doctor Jill will tell him no. What if he ignores her? What if everyone ignores him? You think he picks up the phone and he he wants to talk to, um, well, he'll probably, you know, pick up the phone and, Nancy, can you get me Walter Cronkite, please? And I'll have to explain, well, no, he's not on TV anymore. He's retired. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if he wants to do an over-the-phone interview with someone, and I, you can see where he would be very defiant. That may not go that way at all. He may understand what is going on. They may all be very clear with him and, and say, listen, you are going to have to announce that it's, it's time for somebody else to come along. Um, 
this may be something that's in the works. I, I'm very curious how it will play out. Is it going to be something that is proactive on Biden's standpoint? Is he just going to come out, make the announcement, or is it something that Democrats are going to begin to openly suggest uh, pressuring him using the public forum and his people to have him step down. Now, think about this also. Let's say he does run. Let's say he decides to run. And that Demo- Democrats are like, we don't have anyone in the wings. I mean, they are right now, they're looking at Pete Buttigieg. Name a success of Pete Buttigieg's. I, I mean, oh, yes, everything has gone swimmingly in the world of transportation since he became the director. They may think to themselves, listen, we just don't have anyone. Is Biden, can he beat Trump or whomever it is? But he did it last time, so maybe. If I'm some Democrat with absolutely no name recognition, I would think this is my chance. Because if he does run, you know. There's going to be some Democrat run against him, right? Now, it may not be the high-profile Democrat. It may, you know, all right, we don't want to rock the boat. I imagine Bernie Sanders would probably run against him. Who else would run against him? If I'm some Democrat mayor from Nowhereville, and I'm, I'm going to, why not? Get up there on the debate stage, and all of a sudden we'll get to hear... (laughs) There'll be this amazing awakening from Democrats about all the problems that have been created under Biden. It would be such an interesting thing to watch play out. So I, I'm I'm very curious. I'm interested. I look forward to it. One last soundbite. Um, Red State has a piece. Uh, time for the 25th. Biden goes over the edge with new remark on student bailout, and it's a real short clip, but he says this regarding the transfer of debt responsibility to people who did not take it out from those who did. Secondly, if you don't have one of those loans, you just get 10,000 written off. It's passed. I got it passed by a vote or two. So he says, it passed. I got it passed by a vote or two. This is noteworthy because it didn't pass anywhere. This was not legislation. This did not go through the House. This did not go through the Senate. Again, I don't think he's lying. I don't understand that. I I don't believe that he would find any reason or advantage to trying to convince people that instead of utilizing the executive power, uh, he went through the state legislature. I think he's just once again confused. And he's I don't know he's thinking about some legislation that got passed by a vote or two. Biden talking about accomplishments is Democrats' worst performing message, according to a pollster. One season pollster sounding the alarm that Democrat messaging, particularly from Biden, could be severely hampering the party ahead of the midterm election, according to a political report. I've been saying this was going to happen for a year. Their analysis coming up. Also, this is a crazy story. I don't know if you know who, I think it's uh, Sachin. Little Feather, this is the gal who, when Marlon Brando 
won an Oscar for The Godfather in 1973. She went up to accept it on his behalf, and he had sent her uh, instead of him, and, and then she utilized the opportunity to talk about the um, – the, the, the challenges of Native Americans and so forth. And she became sort of this iconic individual. And there have been a number of articles that have really been highlighting her and interviewing her over the past year because she was dying. Well, she died. Her family has come out and given an interview, two of her sisters, saying she's full of crap. She's Mexican. <laughs> she's not even Native American. There is no connection to tribes in our family. We never said anything before because we thought she would just be sort of this flash in a pan, you know, like, oh, she had her moment and go away. But over the last year, we've seen her written about by journalists and without doing any real checking on her background. It's, what a shock with journalism in, in, in America today. And they're like, there is not the story she has told about our family. Not true. She's not even, not only is she has no bloodline that would be considered indigenous, but she has no connection to any tribes. None of us do. She's Mexican. <laughs> Traffic update. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Let me read to you some of the American Transmissions talk and text line texts that you've sent in, specifically regarding. Uh, the interview that uh, that President Biden uh, did, in which he wandered, got lost, and zoned out at one point, apparently. Uh, the scariest part is that if Joe quits, Harris is the relief. Another noting that Biden has dementia, has no clue America's falling apart. Uh, the media is Baghdad Bob, and we all know that Joe can't use technology. And another noting, uh, I don't want Joe to be in charge of my kid's trip to the ice cream shop. There's a number of reasons that you don't want that. And I thought this as well. I, I don't know who else noted or noticed this, but there were crickets that were playing in the background during the interview. And noting that the crickets in the background was just absolutely perfect. And it was. Did you notice that, the crickets? Oh, no. Yeah, so parts where he pauses because he's lost and you can hear crickets. It's, it is the sort of thing you'd think, wait, did they put that in there in order to really accentuate the point that he's just, you know, it's silence and awkward, uncomfortable. Nope, those were there. They, maybe they were just trying to help Joe out. One season pollster sounding the alarm. Democrats' messaging, particularly from President Joe Biden, is severely hampering the party ahead of the midterm election. This is according to Politico. Stan Greenberg, who's a pollster for President Bill Clinton and is married to Representative Rosa DeLora, a Democrat from Connecticut, told the media outlet that Biden's attempts to highlight his in-office accomplishments as a way to rally the base has the opposite effect on voters. He told Politico's West Wing playbook, which focuses on the ins and outs of the White House, quote, it's our worst performing message. Greenberg said that he's been alerting the Democrat Party that its long-held belief that voters need to hear more about its accomplishments is inaccurate. I've tested it, he added, noting that Democrats appeared to lose polling leads following speeches by Biden in which he listed off accomplishments rather than policy objectives. Greenberg told Playbook, quote, I'm stunned about how much of the Democrat commentary is winging it. Republicans are hitting us on crime and border and inflation. Well, in fairness, Democrats are in a pretty difficult position right now. I, what would you run on? I mean, really? 
noting that Republicans are hitting us on crime and border and inflation because those are real issues. Although over on MSNBC, one of their, let's see, who was it over there, claimed that, well, he compared politicians who are talking about inflation to Hitler. He did the whole, well, you know who else ran on inflation? Hitler did. I kid you not. It was on MSNBC. I'll find the story later. But this is how desperate they've become. Now, if you're worried about the economy, you're a Nazi. There are only a few things that really that they can even do. And this is why they're, they're doing everything they can to stay out of debates. One, they can do what is causing an erosion of support, and that is list the accomplishments. Again, for months and months and months, I've been telling you this was going to be the reaction. Because when people in their real lives are suffering, but you are telling them, look at how great I did. It's like you're rubbing it in or something. Like, What does that have to do with me? You're running around bragging, acting like you have done such a wonderful job for who? They can lie about their positions on on uh, issues, which isn't working. We've heard them talk, oh, the border's secure. Uh, oh, no, no, we weren't for defunding the police. What? No, we never were for shutting down schools and mask mandates. Uh, in some areas of the country, Democrats are trying that, but it's obviously not. People know. They remember. We're not talking about obscure votes. We're talking about things that we have been living through and are currently living in today. It becomes very difficult to lie about things that people are a part of. These are not abstract issues. They keep trying the abortion issue, but there are a couple of things that have happened there that have not given them quite the traction they were hoping for. One, the economy still really sucks. And so for some people, while the issue, particularly women, they may worry about abortion in the context of, well, what happens if one day this may happen to me, but that's not happening to them right now. What is, is the price at the pump. What is, is the fact that, you know, some are in districts in which the schools are going to once again force kids to wear masks or get vaccines. You know, what is affecting them now is going to the grocery store and, and, you know, having to readjust a budget and tap into savings. But another and I think ignored component to the abortion argument that has resulted in less people really caring about it as a top issue is the fact that we live in a country where if you want an abortion, you can get one. It may require you driving to another state. But all of these horrible things, see, they oversold the the drama. They oversold the tragedy of it. Women were going to get arrested for having miscarriages. Women were going to be dying all over the place. All you know, Birth control is going to be banned, specifically in Missouri. And there were all of these lies being told. And, well, when they turn out not to be true, it gives some people a sense of, well, this isn't as bad as they said it was. That combined with the fact that, again, if somebody wants to have an abortion, I'm not talking about, you know, here in Missouri, there is an exemption if the mother's health and life is in danger. But if you're just wanting one because you just decide, ah, I don't want this kid, you can go to another state. 
for those reasons, people are not voting for that is not a top issue for them. One of the other areas in which Democrats are really pushing and campaigning on, which to me is more absurd than touting accomplishments, is trying to push this transgender stuff off on little kids. And the fact that they are out loud about that, I mean, that you would have a political party that supports and defends taking kids oftentimes to strip clubs in which they at times have put money in the G-strings of erotic dancers that are men pretending to be women. And then saying, if you have a problem with this, you're an extremist. The Democrats used to be very good about recognizing effective messaging and recognizing how it is to formulate messaging that would resonate with average Americans, even if it wasn't a true, accurate representation of who they actually were. I have never seen such tone deafness in my life. And I I can tell you why this is. It's because the party has long fancied itself as being the party that is of younger people. And they get a bunch of interns from these universities or staffers from these universities. And they're desperate to get the young vote and seem hip and cool. And so they have allowed them to steer them in this direction in which these people live in total la-la land and are authoritarian or totalitarian in nature. And so instead of just recognizing, well, we agree to disagree on this, they, they... label parents as Hitler just for having concerns about their child's education. CNBC did a, uh, scratch that, CBS did a, um, I have all my stuff out of order. Oh, here I found the Hitler story. They they did this uh, conversation with three voters. uh, as a, a lady independent, a Republican guy, and a, an African-American lady Democrat. And every one of the issues they talked about, including transgenderism and wokeism in school, they all agreed on. And it wasn't to the benefit of the Democrats. They all were on the same page about these issues. Going to get a traffic update. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Oh, guess what, Hispanics? So as as the Republican Party continues to see gains amongst Hispanics, uh, you are becoming white supremacists. Joy Reid, Jamel Hill blaming racism. Your proximity to whiteness is why Hispanics are popular with DeSantis. So, yeah, the target is slowly shifting, not just white people, but now Hispanics. You're part of the problem, too. No 